Hey everybody, welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke, and for today's show, it's going to be short. Really, a really slow news day, not a whole lot to get to. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the baseball picks, especially with the home run history about to approach tonight. The record could be broken tonight. Aaron Judge did hit his 60th home run last night, so he's tied with the Babe for second most all-time in Yankee history, and he's one away from tying the record with Roger Maris. So it's close. So that's probably the only reason you should. But I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the game list for tonight and then give you the injury updates in the NFL. Uh, the only other news update as far as the NFL is concerned, Mike Evans' suspension is upheld by the NFL. Remember, he tried to appeal it yesterday. And, of course, the NFL doesn't want to change their minds on anything. Once they suspend somebody, of course they're going to uphold the decision. I mean, it has to be blatantly obvious for the league to change their mind, but in this case, it's not. So that's the other news there. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the game picks, and then I'll go through the injury lists in the NFL, plus any other news story other than the Mike Evans one. So as far as the picks go, here we go. Yankees, Pirates, Game number one. Last night's game, by the way, for all my Yankee fans, we're staying on this for a second. That was insane. Remember, you were down 8-4, and it literally took Aaron Judge's home run to lead off the ninth, and you score five runs without recording an out. That's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But it happened. And now, because of going one for four, Aaron Judge is also... The AL leader in batting average, too. So there's a shot here that Aaron Judge could win the Triple Crown and ultimately validate his MVP candidacy. But Pirates-Yankees, of course, game number one in the games list. Purely for historical reasons, as far as Yankee fandom goes, I'm going to follow it. At least every one of his at-bats, and hopefully the Yankees can win there. Uh, let's see. Rays Astros about to get underway, or at least it is underway. That's series number two, mainly for the Tampa Bay Rays. Since leaving Yankee Stadium, they have slowly fallen off the cliff to now they are third in the AL East, and they are the five seed in the wild card in the American League. So that's series number two. Series number three, Blue Jays and Phillies. Series number four and game number four, Orioles and Tigers. Again, the only reason I'm highlighting this series is because the Orioles do have a chance, albeit they're five back in the wild card race. Remember, they're sitting behind Seattle right now. They're five back. So there is a chance for the Orioles, but it's getting slimmer and slimmer by the day. So Tigers, Orioles, game number three. Let's see. Pirate Yankees game number one, Astros Rays game number two, Blue Jays Phillies game number three, game number four, Tigers Orioles, then game number five, a big matchup in the AL Central. Cleveland holds on right now by four games. I'm going to double check just to make sure. Yeah, I'm going to double check just to make sure that they're holding that lead. Yeah, it's a five-game lead over the White Sox. I believe this is a four-game series. 
I believe. It's a four-game series for the White Sox. After their loss last night, they're stuck at five. Their only shot left is to win this division. So that's why it's an important series there. So again, the series list for tonight, or the games list tonight, Pirates, Yankees, Astros, Rays, Blue Jays, Phillies, Tigers, Orioles, and the Guardians and the White Sox. Those are your matchups. If you want a sixth one, it's Cardinals, Pirates, or not Pirates, Cardinals, Padres. That will be your matchup there. Let's check the pitching matchup in that one. Uh, Mikolas against Blake Snell. I'm going to take the Padres at home. Blake Snell, let's see who's got the better ERA. Okay, Mikolas does, but barely. All right, 346 to a 385. Eh, okay, that's decent, but I'll still take the Padres at home. Going the underdog route there. Uh, let me, again, this is going to be a very short show because there's not a whole lot to cover. So instead, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read off important injury news for your favorite teams, and then I'll look into the other headlines for the sports world today. So let's go ahead, get into the roundup or the injury report here. So again, you can go on NFL.com to do all this. Let's see. For the bank, for the Steelers, nobody's on the injury report. Dejavion Clowney is out for tomorrow's game. So that might affect my pick tomorrow. Although using my formula so far hasn't really worked for these two weeks. But with Jadavion Clowney out, it may hinder my ability to pick Cleveland, but we'll see. Uh, Saints, Panthers, none of the injury reports have come out yet. Really? Nobody's... Okay, maybe i got to go to the other one. Let's see. There you go, news roundup. That's where I'm going. Okay, so Jadavion Clowney's out. Uh, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson was seen wearing an arm sleeve during Wednesday's practice and didn't throw. Jackson said he was good and would be playing on Sunday. And John Harbaugh said it was a normal course of the season thing. He was listed as limited with a right elbow injury in Wednesday's injury report. J.K. Dobbins finally practiced today, so he's full participation. He's good to go right now. Devin Dubernay didn't. Uh, let's see. In Buffalo... Gabriel Davis was limited. Dawson Knox didn't practice. Mitch Morse, who did injure himself Monday night, was limited. Uh, Jordan Phillips didn't practice. Let's see. All right, we'll jump to the Panthers. Dante Jackson was limited. The Bears, no. Nah. Okay. Nothing too important there for the Bengals. Drew Sample didn't practice. Hayden Hurst was limited. Uh, Lyle Collins didn't practice. So the Bengals' woes as far as the offensive line continue to get worse. Uh, Jerry Judy didn't practice today with shoulder injury. So who knows, maybe by Friday he'll be either limited or good to go, but still have a while to go. DeAndre Swift didn't practice for the Lions today. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Let's see. For my Buccaneer fans, I'm going to read the Packer injury report just to see who's 
didn't practice today. Randall Cobb didn't. Alan Lazar was limited. Sammy Watkins was limited. Christian Watson was limited. They're all limited. Uh, David Bakhtiar did not. And Elgin Jenkins did not. Or Elton Jenkins did not. Let's see. For the Colts, Michael Pittman was limited. DeForest Buckner was limited. Otherwise, Shaquille Leonard was full go. Julian Blackman, full go. Otherwise, let's see. Nicole Hardman was limited in practice for the Chiefs today. Harrison Butker didn't. So the Chiefs are screwed there. Okay. Let me go ahead and read the Bucks report and then I'm out of here. Uh, first for the Vikings, though, Harrison Smith is in concussion protocol. Uh, the team will monitor the situation leading into the game against the Lions. Okay, so Harrison... Smith is in concussion protocol. <laughs> Jameis Winston was limited in practice today for the Saints. Alvin Kamara was limited. Otherwise, I know I'm sounding like a just a stenographer and just reading this off, but that tells you how slow of a day this actually is. Mm -hmm. Gonna go ahead and wrap this up with my Favorite team, the Buccaneers, because we got a full list of injuries to cover. Or not a, to cover, but to kind of be concerned about. Let me skip all the way through. There we go. Giovanni Bernard... And Josh Wells were put on injured reserve today, so it gets worse for the Buccaneers going forward. Leonard Fournette was limited in practice with his hamstring injury, so was Russell Gage. Julio Jones did not practice again. And just like I, you know, I haven't said this all summer, but this is exactly what I was worried about with the Julio Jones signing. It was great he's on the team, but right now the dude has only made one He's only played in one game, and he's now at that point in his career where he's injury-prone, and he dang sure is not at his prime. But if he just stayed healthy, this wide receiving core would be a little more dangerous than it was. Uh, speaking of wide receivers that didn't really practice or were limited, Scotty Miller was too. Rashad Perryman was limited. No Donovan Smith again at practice. Robert Hainsey, the current center, taking over for Ryan Jensen, was limited. In practice, no Akeem Hicks in practice, and no Car and Carlton Davis was limited. And so much for the Tom Brady rule of I'm going to take Wednesdays off for practice. Because just a week later after that was announced, a week ago, he's going to be pra he practiced today. Gee, I wonder why. It's because you have no weapons around you, and you got to get into the groove as fast as possible. And right now, if I had to pick, I'm picking with my heart, I would take the Bucks, but it's not, it's not looking pretty right now. And I do think right now, Green Bay would win. Maybe not in a blowout. That If the defense shows up, you at least get, you hold Green Bay to maybe 20 points. 
then maybe the Bucks have a shot. But right now, considering all the injuries, I'd take the Packers, but I'm rooting with my heart, not my head. Otherwise, let's see. Otherwise, that's good for the injury wire. Let's take a look at other headlines for today. And I'll be out, see if there's anything interesting on the ESPN side of things. Uh, to top one already. Robert Sauver will, he is in the process of selling the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury. So another bad month for Robert Sauver continues. Remember, I think it was two weeks ago or even three. I know it was before the NFL season when it was announced that Robert Sauver, due to his recent comments, would get suspended for an entire year. So he wouldn't show up to the games. Now he's just like, well, if I can't do anything for a year, then screw it. And I've got a league that already hates me, then screw it. I might as well just sell the team. So Robert Sauver's in the process of doing that. That's sto one story looking there. Uh, he and Robert Sauver on Wednesday announced, and he began the process to sell both the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury franchises. Uh, but do... Robert Sauver said, quote, As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. Sauver said in a statement Wednesday, I expected that this commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that there is no longer that is no longer possible and that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. So, in plain English, Robert Sauver just says, well, screw it. If I again, I'm repeating myself, but again, he's saying, alright. If I'm suspended for a year and all y'all think I'm a racist, even though I'm not, then screw it. <laughs> I'll just sell the teams and you guys can find out who wants it. So have fun. Let's see what other one. Uh, da, da, da. Lonzo Ball is going to have a lot of NBA news today because there's not a whole lot. I told you it's a slow news day. Uh, Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball will undergo arthroscopic surgery on his left knee. Let's see. We'll undergo arthroscopic debridement of his left knee and will be reevaluated in four to six weeks. The surgery is scheduled for next Wednesday in LA. The pr procedure will take place eight months after an initial knee injury in January to repair a torn meniscus. Ball's not played in a game since January 14th. Before the sur surgery in January, the team announced a recovery timeline of six to eight weeks, but the discomfort in his left knee has persisted throughout the rehab process whenever, or whenever, yeah, whenever he tries to ramp up basketball activities. So again, another boring NBA news. Let's see. Oh, this is the other story that blows my mind today. 
The NFL warned Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bruce Arians over sideline conduct. Okay, the NFL sent former Tampa Bay's Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians a warning about his conduct on the sideline in Wednesday's game against the New Orleans Saints, telling him further similar conduct will result in discipline for him and the club. Okay, first off, and I'm just... I'm just highlighting this story and reading that first paragraph for you just to be like, okay, why is this a story? If you're the NFL and you're the officials, you know how much of a hot head and how much of a loose cannon Bruce Arians actually is. Heck, the media, including myself, have applauded the fact that the dude is willing to almost say the F-bomb almost every five minutes. And yet the NFL is warning him about his little conduct of yelling at the officials for what turned out to be a very chippy game on Sunday? Like, get real. Otherwise, this is going to be a short... Actually, I am going to wrap it up there. But if you want to read these stories, go either read it on the ESPN app or go on ESPN.com. If you want me to put the sources in there, I can always can do that. But sometimes I don't always... I always, I don't always think ahead, but with that said, I'm out of here for today. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit podcast. I have been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit podcast. You can also listen to me on listen to this show, not just me, yours truly, but you can listen to this show. On all the audio platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, SoundCloud, Podvine, Podchaser, and anywhere else you can get this podcast. To watch this show, you got to go on rumble.com, search for the username ADGERKY, that is A-D, I bit my tongue, A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl. E-H-R-K-E. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 100, I be- or not 100, 414 episodes of this lovely podcast. So once again, please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 414 episodes of this lovely show. To follow this show on social media, you can either do it by following the show's Facebook page, which is The Austin's Audit Podcast on Facebook. You can follow me directly on Instagram at AustiSpamanti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. Again, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I on Instagram. You can also follow the show's hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. And if you want post-episode interaction, you can follow me on the Twitterverse at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on Twitter for post-episode inter- interaction. With that, I'm going to log off for today. Don't forget, tomorrow you got Thursday night football. Plus, if Aaron Judge does break the record tonight, he gets to 62 home runs on the season. I hope he does it tonight. I don't I don't think he will, but if he gets one, maybe, then we are... This show will definitely be on Home Run Watch. But that is the plan for tomorrow. And we got some college football action to match for tomorrow, too. So with that said, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.